Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. We have a good one today for you. I promise it's powered by 4Golf Custom. If you're looking to get custom fit anytime, any day, any year, this year, 2023, best in the business is who you go to. And that's Derek and Dave and Co. in 4Golf Custom in Clean Castle. Whether it's for putter fitting, wedge fitting, irons, full bag, they'll take care of you. Tour level experience, five star service, zero tolerance workshop. Head over to foregolf.ie forward slash booking and get yourself sorted today. Just like the West Watford man, Seamus Power, who um, had a very good result in Abu Dhabi recently before heading back to Las Vegas. Ain't that right, Seamus? Hey, I'm Seamus Power on the PGA Tour. If you're looking for the best golf club reviews out there on YouTube, just check out the guys at Four Golf Custom. They've custom fit my golf clubs for years and they're the best in the business. So yeah, I always forget the YouTube channel. Follow, subscribe, like, hit the bell, all those things on 4Golf Customs YouTube channel. They've recently reviewed the Paradigm, and it's extremely attractive, and I need to go watch that video again. Um, I've also like gone back doing a bit of YouTube bits myself, so you might fancy that one. Part of TV, go for it. Uh, you have pressed play, though, ho probably, hopefully, maybe, today, because you fancy a bit of news, an update from the strong man himself, Golf Strong, Peter O'Keefe of Douglas and uh, playing golf for Ireland this week. It is the 23rd of January today. So if you listen to this in like July, that reference won't be referenceable. But yeah, Peter O'Keefe on his performances last year, Le Hinch was a high point. And um, we've good crack down there. And also his new app, God Strong app, gets you sorted. Roll it there, Colette. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you get at? Donald Donovan is the last quarterback. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Peter O'Keefe, are you ready to tee it up? I'm ready. Uh, you were episode 45. That's almost, almost 100 episodes ago. So at least I'm consistent with something. Um, back in the day, back when I did episode 45, probably year two. So probably 2000 or 2020. Probably back, then your, back, back then your walk-on song was Massive Attack Teardrop. What's, is it still Teardrop or what is it these days? Yeah, yeah, that would be the yeah. That's that's all always a good one. Voodoo people by Prodigy is another good one as well. Um, ah, oh, you're bringing back the memories now. Of... Yeah, music sounds better with you by Stardust. There's some you can kind of go a bit mad to those, but yeah, I think uh, Massive Attack. That vibe is a vibe I like. To be fair, absolutely. No, Voodoo People used to be one of my pre-match adrenaline get the adrenaline going songs when ah, I played yeah. for Cork IT in the Munster okay. Senior League back in the day very um, good but yeah we're, we're here today because we just want to catch up and uh, and see how things are going I met you during the summer in La Hinch would you class that as a good week for you or a bad week um, it, do you know what I I think I said this to someone as well I, I didn't feel too disappointed when I lost the final there because it was a good standard. I had my chances around 12 or 13, but, you know, you, you will assess those after and you kind of say, well, fair enough. Um, 
It was a good week, yeah, because I, I had, it was a good week in the sense that I knew from the first round, if I was to get to the final, I was really coming from the hard end of the draw. I think everyone I played was in the last couple of years either on or was on the Irish team. So there was no easy match and that stands to you a little bit, even, you know, beyond that tournament. Um, so yeah, it was a good week. It was, look, it's a, I've said it's a million times. I think I, no one kind of know, doesn't know at this stage, I want to win this out at some point. Um, and I I've mean, had, the like, caddy had, to be honest, the caddy had was dodged for a week. <laughs> he was crying. He was so bad. He's, he's moved to Australia since he was so bad. Yeah, yeah. He, couldn't, he, he actually couldn't do enough. Like, he could not <laughs> have done more. Like, and we, and, you know, like the night before the semi final, the weather was horrendous. And he says to me the night before, uh, this is Paul Buckley for people who don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, um, we're going out to the scanner there. There's a guy with a track man in his house and we're going to warm up because I have a feeling we won't be able to warm up. So out we went. And Darren Prince, a friend of mine who's um, a physio, my physio, he came up from Cork because my neck was getting a bit tight. Like, sure, you know, you, you know, Carl Borman came up. There was people coming out of the woodwork. I'm sure we were all over to this complete stranger's house. Now, they knew him, obviously at six in the morning and your man had left the door open. Do you know, the, the goodwill of people is just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, sure, I was saying at that point, sure, whatever happens, happens, like, you know. Um, and as it turned out then, the tournament was delayed and the team had opened up the Lynch facility for us and we all warmed up in there, you know, the four guys who were left. But, um, ah, look, it was lovely. It's a week that we all like, um, my family and my kids, my wife, we all got there together. So it's, uh, it's kind of a tournament and I say, look, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, I'm totally switched on and I won some really good tight games. So, yeah, it's your look, I suppose the, the long-winded reply is it was it was a good week, um, but not the week I was looking for, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I ask that question is a lot of folks I f- would chat to kind of focus on the negative of not winning while, while others, others, others of us over 30 really kind of realize yeah, yeah that, that that was a good week and and any kind of focus on what you focus on that week a couple a couple of weeks beforehand was the amateur championship and the reason i bring that up is it's the fifth place finish and the reason i bring yeah. it up is how would you rate the standard between the south of ireland field or one of the majors in ireland compared to the likes that is in the amateur and the reason um, i asked that question is i was at the u.s amateur and the standard yeah. blew me away like <laughs> so how yeah, would it compare good. to the amateur it's good i think i think the i'll give you an example and this is my honest assessment if i go to la hinge and i don't make the cut something is seriously wrong um if i go to the amateur which i think now as well and i don't make the cut something is seriously wrong as well but probably not as wrong right but the difference is for years and some other players might be going through this right now I always looked at the amateur as a hard tournament to make the cut, but it's actually not. It's not because if you play solid, you'll get in and then it's just a match play event. So, you know, I've made a few cuts in my years or whatever, but I've never gotten on a run like I I did. I wasn't really playing that well going in there. Again, my wife and my kids came with me, so I was in a lovely state of mind. Um, And we had a really nice time and we were going up to Blackpool with the kids, you know, just mooching around really. And I love Lidham. I think that golf course is really, really good. And I, I know some people think it's oh, severe and it's very difficult. It is, but, you know, it's very playable. And uh, 
I just, I suppose to answer your question, it is a better standard. There's no doubt about it. The, you know, I played with two guys in the practice rounds. You know, one guy went on to, I think he got to the quarterfinals as, as well, a guy from New Zealand. And then the other guy wasn't great at all. But you see different spectrums from different countries. and You kind of work out, all right, this guy is good. But to be honest, I suppose I've, I've, I've created a habit for myself over the years. I don't really care too much of who I'm playing against. It's down to myself. And I, I got through a lot of sticky matches. Um, and even the quarterfinal game, you know, with John Goff, I made my mistakes that cost me that match really early in the middle of the round kind of d- discovering a trend here a little bit but uh you know i gave it i gave it a fair a fair go to try and get him down 18 which is a hole that anything can happen and a lot of matches would have gone up 19 because of that but you know I, that was more disappointing than the south to me because at one point in that week i got into a really nice flow and i was starting to convince myself i was going to win um and yeah, it was very disappointing. I was I was good at actually. I was really I was really good at after that one because you know what what a story for me and my family that would have been like to win that. And I, we all know the we all know the the the, the presence that go with it. You know what I mean? Um, but that you know that didn't that didn't hamper the performance. I was it was just you know it was just disappointing. But match play events are incredibly difficult to win. I've never won one. I've won stroke play events because I think you are in more control of that you can judge what the number is going to be or you can judge the situation a little bit better it's hard to you know be win a semi-final match at five under and the other semi-final wins at 10 over you know you'll have those things and that's luck of the yeah, day. you just might catch someone on an absolute heater you know there's yeah. not much you yeah. can do about this <laughs> yeah and I, I I won one match there it was in in the amateur you know, I think we're about six under par, like your man missed a f- six footer on the last for it not to go up 19. You know, you're kind of coming off the course, getting ready to play again the following morning, which is, you deal with that quite well because you're just, you're running on adrenaline and it's great and the buzz is brilliant and everyone's happy and you can't wait to get back there and warm up again and go through it again. But, you know, it's, I hold a 30 footer on 17 for birdie and, John had about a 20-footer for a half. If he missed, we were going up 18. Sure, he rolled it in and it's like, bang, bang. It's all over, you know, that quickly. And again, that that's that's golf. You just have to, your mind goes, right? Sure, there's no more. The drug has stopped. You, your, your, your adrenaline starts draining and, okay, let's get the kids and let's, let's plan how we get back home, you know? So, but again, that's that's the acceptance side of it, but it's, it's hard sometimes. Uh, absolutely. And their positions are... I dream of being in is is even teeing up in those events. But the reason I ask you those questions is not to relive, you know, the emotions of of not not getting the ticket to the masses or whatever. It's um a lot of people I've spoken to this year on the podcast or even on the course I'm playing with, and they're like, How can I get better? How can I get from 10 to 5? Or uh, I was I was actually out in Dingle uh, two weeks ago, and that's you know, they're big golfers, Count Bale, and then oh, what's your handicap? It says, oh, I'm all right. You know, then I go, I'm off three. Jesus, why don't you play off scratch? Right. Pure Irish question. Right. You're good, but not good enough. And my answer was, us oh, the six inches between my two ears. Like, you know, it's purely the headspace. And that's something I've not worked on, but kind of deprioritized was my score more about enjoying it this year. And like, there's a score in my pocket, but it's not the be on and end all. Whatever happens, happens. Mm. Um, so when you talk about 
having the wife and kids at events, um, I think that really helps with headspace. Like when I'm going golf, like diff- completely different stratospheres of uh, ability. But at the end of the goal, we're, tra- we're, we're going out for the same goal. We're trying to play our best that day. But I think having those type of things off course or having that thing that, that golf is just not going around in your head really helps. Would you say that helps? Or Yeah, well, I think um, the one thing that every level can join hands on around golf is discovering the, I call it the cocktail that works for them. So, you know, it took me a long time to figure out what works for me. Um, you know, I got asked a question recently about stats from a coach and your man was like, what, you know, the stats? And I said, I don't take stats. You know, and he was kind of, I used to watch me and I was like, well, I did at a point and it was like homework for me, which causes irritation for me. So then I'm not fully invested in it. Did the stats then um, determine that I do anything with them? Now, I'm not saying I don't know my misses and my tendencies on a golf course, but I suppose the underlying thing there is anything that irritates me, I'll try and keep at bay, which then keeps me calmer and I perform better. So I've scratched a lot of stuff off that I know doesn't necessarily A, appeal to me or B, make me perform better. So, you know, there's a less is more type of approach. I'm not saying or I pitch up and just play. I don't. I work hard. I work really hard on my technique. That that never stops ever. Um, and then my mentality benefits on my technique because I know from my professional days, let's say, my mentality was never, ever strong because I was always irritated by my technique. So then I was never yeah. calm or rarely, rarely, obviously I had good, good times. Wouldn't, you know, I never got to where I wanted to be as a pro until I really embraced it properly as an amateur, as mad as that sounds. But I couldn't, you know, um, that same guy actually I was chatting to, he was, he was a man, you're 41, like, what, what is it? And I was like, I just love it. I love it. And I, I think I can still do something, whatever that is. I don't know the, the answer to that question, but something in the back of my mind tells me, just keep grinding, keep keep going. And um, he was like, man, I stopped playing as a pro and that was me done, you know? And I said, well, sorry, that's that's absolute alien speak to me. Because, in, again, I, I know when I finished up as a pro, I was not finishing really. I was actually saying to myself, right, I'm probably going down a business road here, but I'm going to give everything to my golf in a way that I couldn't as a pro. Like, I have time now. I have good people i have the bandwidth to explore things and it's not gonna really put me up or down like i've I played different tournaments this year with different swing thoughts different swings different feels and was saying to myself i'm just going to commit it like i played the east with a three-quarter driver swing because we were working on something and the test for the week was no i played pretty shite that week but i didn't care because i stuck to the test and then obviously you kind of progress it into different things and for two weeks later at the British Am it, it started working and had a good end of season um, but yeah like I, I suppose back to the original question and I, I tend to ramble on these things I, I, you know and I try and help people in different levels like just people I know you know you're, you're, you've too much in, on your plate there you could just take so much of that away and focus on what keeps you calm and that you're kind of progressing little bits and bits you don't have to be going sitting in my view sitting down writing out a big statute and saying, well, I missed 47% of my greens to the right. Like, really, what's that going to do for your your week? And what's that going to do for and your mental health? 
<laughs> yeah, like my own coach would say the only stat that matters is the score, and he's right. Like, and, and you know, for me, I have a way of being in a nice technical stroke, physical bubble all the time. I know what feels, I know what I'm working on. I rep it all the time. I enjoy that process. And they're the stats. They're almost feeling stats that I, I can take to a tournament and I'll warm up that way. I'll play that way. And when I get into a groove of it, your, your competitive engine starts humming then, you know what I mean? And you can kind of see, right, how much of this am I actually repeating under the gun, you know? Like I, I put up a post the other day and this guy, sure we all have keyboard warriors, you know, man was like, no chance that'll happen on the golf course. And I, I'm saying, well, I didn't even, I, I didn't even reply because I, I don't tend to get dragged into that stuff. But I was just saying, that's a really uneducated statement. Like, that's a really poor thing to type into a message and press send. Like, there's no, obviously, you know, the guy obviously has never tested himself or has this, this image of golf and all oh, that, like, that'll never. And I'm like, Jesus, it, it actually does, by the way. Some people yeah. do it. He definitely wouldn't like me anyway. He definitely wouldn't like me anyway, because I wear joggers sometimes on the course. So he'd probably be in that brigade as well. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's 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 fine. Joggers are good. <laughs> that's fine. Thanks. I'm not sure about um, I'm not sure about joggers and premieres together, but anyway. Uh, uh, Force dependent <laughs> wouldn't rock up in yeah, yeah, with yeah. that ensemble, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, ensemble would be the Sunday best buy. Um yeah. Be, no, absolutely. The premieres will be out that day. Um, just when you were talking there about trackman and stats and that you don't get lost them or actually don't take them at all, it's kind of reminding me of a couple of conversations I've had on podcast episodes before this one goes out that haven't been released yet, such as my process, right? One was with Hugh Marr. And after with Hugh Marr, I was like, uh, I need to take all the stats. I need to take all the stats to replicate every tile in trackman. So for people, for people, listening, it's about 40 different things. Um, so stats have their place, it, obviously, right? But then I asked Donald, which is the podcast afterwards, Donald Scott, about this is what I'm going to do, Donald. I'm going to take all these stats and then I'm going to like go on Trackman and see, you know, where are my strokes gained plus or minus about, you know, 45% his screens regulation, like you said. And Donald's like, that's too much like. Um, so he actually, mm. I'm going to send it to Donald. See, does he want me to post it before I do like, um, a one page for people to print off? And you probably know this cause you've done a bit of work with Donald, I, I believe, uh, at the Ireland international level and you don't need stats. So you need a plan a process, reflect on that. And I've added in actions afterwards. And that's, that's going to be my stat plan for next year. Yeah. A couple of points in the can before I tee off and after. Yeah. Look again, that, that's, um, that's a system then that that may or may not work for any given person. I'm not, I'm not absolutely saying that stats are a bad thing. They're not hundred percent. And like, I would know, I would know my patterns and stats backwards in the trackman world. Like they're the stats I'm probably more interested in because yeah. that determines an output or a desired output, you know, and you can push those patterns and push those numbers to a point where now you're starting to feel exaggerations and you're starting to benefit. And that's kind of the way I go about it. But that's my system and it works. And I got, by the way, I've been finding this out for a long time. Like, you know, I'm playing yeah. a, a decent level of golf for a long time. So again, but the, the, the underlying thing for me, knowing my own personality is when I have a calmness, I've said this a million times, 
And I've always tried to work out, well, well what causes the calmness or, or the opposite, what, what doesn't or what, what spikes irritation. It always comes back to technical breakdowns. So then I just grab yeah. that with both hands. So anything else on top of that is probably, uh, you know, a, a little bit of noise I don't need. So I don't really, need, I don't need personally to sit down and keep my stats. I don't know what, how many fairways I hit how many greens I hit or really don't, how many putts, it means nothing to me. Um, I know some people are listening going, how can he say that? But blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it makes sense because at some levels, like fairer than regulation is an old stat. And the way the game has gone now at that elite level, you want to be 320 down the, fi- down the hole, first cut grand, but you've only 60 yards in versus being 280 on the fairway and having whatever 140 in which you're shit from distance-wise. Talk about me. Not yeah, you. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, well, for me, my, I, I, the stat I'm really looking at at the moment is my smash with my irons and my driver. So, and like I, the closer I can obviously get to 1.5 in my driver, the better. Um, and like there, the stats, like I'm 147, 148, 149, I rarely get 150. And, and that's, that's a, a leak, a leak in, in my situation. But that's a work that's, that's ongoing, but it's improving. You know what I mean? And that's their stats then that I'll die trying. You know what I mean? Um, Rather than, you know, I like, look, we do, you can do combines and track man and you can do all that kind of stuff that will give you an indication on where you're weak and where you're strong, et cetera. That's fine. But I think, you know, for me, if you want to repeat an action that's going to perform under pressure, the same thing people blow on about, I think there's a lot more, you know, substance in being able to repeat the movement and understand that movement and work out how to improve that movement and where you might be weak or limited. I, I, that's where I, I've wrapped my two arms around that. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. That could be, that could be a podcast on its own, but (laughs) But the point is you measure something. The point is you measure something and you adapt an action around that, around that measurement. So it mightn't be stats like you see in sky sports, but it is, it is something you measure and adjust. Some, something that Hugh Marr said, I don't think he said on the podcast, he said at the trackline workshop I was at, was you don't you don't need on course stats like fairways and grids and bunkers. You you can just use the Scottish Trackman. Have you heard of that before? No, like, go on. no. And I, it's something I'm actually going to do. And for, for the listeners, they won't appreciate this because I'm going to draw it for Peter here on Zoom. But I'll post on Instagram afterwards, right? When this podcast goes out, I'll say this is the Scottish Trackman. So that's your piece of paper, right? And mm. hole one, we will this will do my ball flights, not yours. So down the middle, hole two. The hinge, that's good. Hole three, bit to the right. Do you know what I mean? So I can see where all my flight patterns are for the for the round. So if it's mm. all this, I have a fucking problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'll just send that to yeah. them. I'm beginning them like, come here, this is where I'm going wrong. What the hell's going on? Yeah, so do something that like that. Good. But again, that's, that's understanding. I, I don't think a lot of people or players at most levels understand their patterns so their physical patterns, their technical patterns, and their ball fight patterns really don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and that's a massive. That was. I think that's just a massive because under pressure, when you need to hit shots, you know that right. This might happen. What I'm going to do here to make sure it doesn't happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that, yeah, yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Are you the most mobile man in Ireland, like mobility wise? I don't think so. I don't think I'm huh? pretty mobile. Between for, all the Zoom classes sure. you give, you don't just like stand there telling people what to do. You're doing them all. No, I, and then I, you do I, all I, your I, own I, sessions. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I look, it's, it certainly stood to me. Touch wood. I don't tend to get injured. I get the odd neck thing every now and then. Um, you know, I'm teaching four four mobility classes a week, and and because they're online, um, I'm doing them in person now as well. But they're being recorded and they're being edited and put onto my new Golf Strong app plug. Um, I have to do each rep with everyone, um, which is a good thing. It's like I did a class now this morning. You know, we just use bands and body weight for that one. Wednesday night will be mobility. Thursday night is a golf circuit class. And then we've a girl who does um, golf strong Pilates for us on a Friday. So that that week of training is is rolling and it's ongoing for members to to do all classes, one class, two classes, whatever. But I suppose for me personally, it's I'm definitely getting a couple of hours of full mobility training a week, which is great. And it, by the way, like even for me, I remember starting it out and I was like, geez, my hips are really tight. Um, I know my hips wouldn't be as tight at all. And it's nice to see it, you know, when I watch back in certain videos or that I can demonstrate it or at least post stuff that people looking in say, okay, well, the guy can move anyway. You know what I mean? Because you are... You, you, are, you, want, you don't want me giving that Zoom class, Peter. I'll tell you that much. Like, this fellow is rigid. You're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're not too bad. And it, look, it's... it's it's um it's part like i i you know people ask me about speed gains and you know i'll always try and assess someone's mobility first which is you know an easy one and you're trying to say okay well look you're trying to make your swing or your body or your catapult go back more basically you're trying to assess right where can you improve this um i've really felt my biggest speed gains personally the more mobile i've gotten 100% because i did loads I tested of that before I tested it actually yeah. with the with the speed sticks. So I swung for the radar cold, one oh two. I did ten minutes of mobility, went up to one oh eight or maybe one ten. But it was during the summer, so it was a bit warmer. Then I did speed sticks and I got like another three miles an hour. Mm. So without spending two hundred quid, right? If I just had my mobility plan, I'd be six to eight miles an hour faster than just getting out the car cold. So that was enough for me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think enough people know about that, to be fair. Well, that's it. It's it's no it's knowing. I did a video there during the summer. It's on my YouTube channel. It's actually the first video you'll see. I went out to Glen Bay Beach at like half five in the morning and videoed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the video is about seven minutes long, but it's actually very interesting looking back on it because, you know, I think the first swing was like one off five or six, like straight out of bed, blah, blah, blah. Did a warm up. And I eventually got up to like 124 or whatever it was. But not looking at the two swings, you wouldn't see much of a difference. That's the that's the you know the question in all of this. If you put the two swings next to each other, you'd say they're probably the same. But when the body is activated, moving better, sequencing better, you know, ground forces are better. Everything is done because you've you've warmed up properly. That's where the extra you know the extra horsepower has come from. So yeah, I know it's 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 interesting. I still. I say this in most classes I do, you know, we'll be moving through exercises and I'll say, if you are interested in that one as a warm up, you know, just remember this piece of the session or whatever, or, you know, I normally send out newsletters to the members on interesting exercises we've done for warm ups. It's, you know, that are just simple and they're not, you know, laden down with much equipment. It's just a band really. But it's just to get the understanding of, and I get great feedback from people saying, Christ, I feel so much better. I feel a little bit faster. It's just movement. You know what I mean? Your movement is improving. So that's a good good thing to hear. Absolutely. I'm very jealous of A, people in Cork 
and B, people near Douglas Golf Club with the facility you've built there, right? In that. Thank you. It's, just for, it's not just for golf. It is for bettering your well-being, your, your as you said there, your, your movement. Um, can you build one up here in Kildare, please? So that I can go to one. I, I can. I've, I've, I've won. Or I just, or, here, here comes the plug. Or uh, is that what the app is for? To bring that Douglas facility into everybody's palm well, with their hand. Yes, the app is for that, for sure. So the, the app, and I'll, I'll do a double plug here because we've started our second facility at Hermitage Golf Club in Lucan. So that's that's going to be pretty much nice. built by the time I'd say your podcast goes because the foundation started last week. Um, Keith Egan is going to be the main man on site there. So again, really good there. Knows his s backwards. Good guy, super guy. So I'm looking forward to a good relationship with him and he's a really good addition to the team. Um, a lot of clubs interested in facilities and, you know, I'm speaking to other clubs as well. So I suppose the the goal is a couple of things. So many golf clubs have underutilized spaces in clubhouses or, or in spaces nearby. Um, or, or non-revenue generating spaces. Well, well, this is yeah. it. So I'm probably, I'm trying to come in and speak to each club separately and say, right, lads, look, I can do this for you. I can service the the area. Everyone will have access to the app, so they'll they'll know exactly what they're doing. No one is going in there blind. Let's create a model here that benefits, obviously, myself, the club, the membership. So there's a lot of those conversations going at the moment. Um, is that oh, yes. the sole pur- purpose of the app? No, it's not. But it, it's certainly an add-on to the member um, experience that, let's say a Hermitage member goes in and uses the gym on site up there, they're going to have an app in their pocket that's going to guide them around that facility. So they're not, you know, they're, they'll obviously have Keith there as well to do one-to-ones or programs with uh, and classes. So, but no, I'm, I'm, look, the app was a, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. It's been take, it took forever. Um, you know, anyone who's done an app will probably know, like just, just bugging it and going through problems and Peter, all those hours of videos you've done they're not going to work we did video them again like or a guy shows up with a camera and tells you he's the man and he sends you all his stuff and it's not 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 even half what we needed you know there's there was a lot of bumps mm, yeah. and stuff but look you just gotta you gotta suck that up but it's out there now um in its first version i'm happy with it obviously i'm gonna try and keep adding features to it as you go along you get feedback from people but if anyone is looking for something that's pretty cheap very cheap, actually. I think fourteen ninety nine a month. It's a good. It's a good price point for classes, gym workouts, band workouts, warm up videos, mobility, stretching, the whole lot there. And I'm going to keep adding new content to it the whole time. I think it's um. I think it's a nice app. To be fair, and the feedback I've gotten is excellent. So I'm, I'm delighted with that. No, I've gone through it. The user interface is really easy. If I can go through it, anyone can go through it, right? Uh, I always say, like, I'm in tech sales of all things. Yeah. Like, this isn't, yeah. the, contrary to popular opinion, this podcast is not the main gig, right? Uh, <laughs> but the tech sales thing, my intro on all tech calls is I'm from the Burn in County Clare, 100 square miles of limestone rock. So, if I can understand this tech, anybody can. Uh, so, so, yeah, um, really simple user interface on the Strong app. Um, do you live stream classes through the app as well? Not yet. I had it in there as a feature at the start and it was it was just not a hundred percent. Um it will be a feature for sure. Um I I didn't want to release it and have people have issues getting into the classes. So 
yeah, I yeah. do that now. I, I still do that. People can subscribe to my online membership, um, which is the four classes per week. Um, so that's still separate to the app, but anyone who joins that gets the app for free, basically. Um, so a lot of the ongoing or the existing members now have gotten an basically a free app on top of their membership, so they're delighted. Um, but it oh, will be it, it it will be all together pretty soon. I'm hoping. No, well, I totally enjoy it uh, because this is the time of year. You'd almost say it's a bit late to be doing it. Is get your winter screening and get your winter program going, but it is the time of year for that. So that app is fantastic. Even if you have, look, I've you know, 11 minutes before my next conference call. I'm going <laughs> to follow along to two of the videos. Yeah. You know, well, that was it. Whatever. A lot of people were were asking me, they were saying like, you know, before or during the, the production or the, the construction of the app, they were like, all I want is short videos that I can put my iPad down or my phone down before I play. So I did a loads of those. And obviously I've got longer ones and you've got your, you know, there's Pilates sessions on there. There's my classes on there. There's 45 minute sessions down to two minute sessions. So, I try to make it a way that anyone can, you know, come in, you can favorite, you can make your own playlist within the app. Um, so you can move it around like that, but you can, you can tailor it to whatever you want, basically. Oh, deadly. Um, should every golfer get a mobility screening, no matter what their handicap? I think they should, even outside of golf. And this isn't a plug for if you don't become mobile, you can play golf, but like the fact of the matter, like I screen people every week and, you know, there is this underlying mindset that if you have a certain physical limitation, you're going to swing a certain way. I don't necessarily agree with that. And, and that's, that is kind of, you know, that's me, my own learning from being around so many people and seeing different screens and, oh, you've tight hamstrings, you've tight hip flexors, you must early extend or you early extend you definitely have tight hamstrings and it's just not the case or your posterior chain is causing you to swing that way. There is a habitual, you know, learning over time that makes people do certain movements. And sometimes it's not directly related. It's just not. Um, you know, I 100% agree. Country. Look at every hurler who plays golf. Look at every hurler who retires from Harland, Joe Canning, and then goes play golf. It is a Harland swing assimilated to where the ball position is. But once they get some lessons, their movement changes. But like you said, that habitual movement is one they've ingrained from whatever, 15 years of playing golf or playing hurling. Yeah. And then once yeah, they go yeah. play golf, their movement is always the same, you know? Yeah. You, so yeah, you will, you you'll, see, you, you'll see patterns. Like back to the mobility, I think, you know, whatever the sport is, I don't know why people aren't embracing a lot more mobility in GA, hurling. I assume they do in the back room, you know, for whatever levels. But, you know, even like, the kids stuff we do here in the club try and get people's shoulders externally rotating as much as possible like their hips internally rotating as much as possible and create an awareness for them and like we have some really good players and their mobility is not good and i'm on top of them all of the time and then you know you're kind of saying man like it's what's the point of trying to lift the whole world on a hex bar when you when your ankles aren't flexing properly like it's it's little things like that. Now they're they're aware of it because I'm I'm blue in the face and saying it to them. But I think like I have a guy now at four o'clock. He's seventy seven, and we'll do mobility for forty five minutes, very light, very and it's this it is for his golf, but it's more so for his life. He's happy to come up twice a week to me. We've great old chats, 
he does his movement, he gets his work done and he's happy. And it's improving a lot of other things for him as well um, outside of golf. But he was on the brink of giving the game up. You know what I mean? Like I have a guy at yeah. three o'clock. He's a one handicap force in nature, massive energy, you know, like we're working on speed. Do you know what I mean? And I have a kid at five o'clock. It'll be mobility for him. I have a guy then at seven o'clock. He's a, a pro in a club nearby and he's his mobility as well. You know what I mean? And like there are four different, completely different people. But really, the, like when you when you build relationships with people in a one to one space, you talk about so much more than golf. And it, a lot of it comes down to you. Things like mental health comes up because it's a massive, massive point in people's lives. And, you know, people coming up to me or you or whoever it is, and it's in their diary, you you never underestimate why they're coming to see you. You know what I mean? So a lot of it is around, yes, golf, yes, movement, getting fitter. I had a guy today at 12 o'clock, he could play elite sports for, you know, he's just a machine, you know, so his session is different. Guy this morning, you know, wasn't feeling great, came in anyway, great session. You know, it, you have different touch points with everyone. So I think that's... Uh, that's a big part. I know now we're talking about mobility originally and I'm going down another rabbit hole here. But no, no, you're I dead right because I, I, I'd i say the same in my life, right? So I thought I was doing mobility until I got a screening and I was actually like stretching a bit, but I wasn't activating anything. Right? Mm. <laughs> I was leaning into limitations rather than actually moving them. Um, and all that three years, it's a double-edged sword. So it's, yeah, when I'm moving, so a couple times a week, doesn't have to be every day, a couple times a week, I generally three, four is the magic number for me because uh, I sit at this big chair yeah. most of the yeah. day. Now, this table does go up and down now and I do get up off the chair a couple of times a week, a couple of times a day. But um, that's only happened because I got screened, do my, my, my mobility a couple of times or up to four times a week. So yeah, when I'm moving, my swing is way more consistent. It's much more stable. And I attribute a lot of the better golf I play, not that I'm very good, but down to not being tight or rigid, so I'm able to play yeah. better. Um, but also, four years ago, I used to be like a 90-year-old man getting out of bed, like sore, yeah. like tying my shoelaces. It was like, Jesus Christ, right? Because mm -hmm. I was just so tight between hips and what I call them now, like the posterior chain, upper mm. upper back, everything was just super tight. So now I'm like, I have a two-year-old running into the room at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm no issue jumping out, playing with her at six o'clock morning. If that was three, yeah. four years ago, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, she's up. I've got to move. But, you know, so that double-edged sword for mobility oh, is yeah. exactly what you're saying. Great like for golf, people, but great for being around more energy as well. Yeah, you're right, yeah. exactly. 100%. Like, it's, it's you know, again, I, I'm 41 now, playing golf at a good level. I train a lot. I do a lot of stretching and mobility just by my, let's call it my, my career, right? But, it really does, you know, when people are talking about longevity and injury prevention, like it's 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 on a foundation of really good mobility and flexibility. You know what I mean? And it's it's you know, people say I've I've a guy now who comes every week. Every week we lie on the floor for 45 minutes and we just do pretty much the same session every week. I've it I have it pretty much off the top of my head now, right? And he loves it. And like he's an office guy. He'd be lost without it. Big back issues. You know, we're really progressing on from that. And it's, by the way, if people are listening as well, if you do mobility for 45 minutes, you're not just chilling. Like you will get into a sweat. Like your heart rate will go up. You are testing. I'd be sweating more from my mobility 10 minutes than my deadlifts after it. <laughs> I've yeah. been 
yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did a class this morning and the first 15 minutes were what I call floor work with the with the group and I was really sweating pretty hard after it. After that 15 minutes, and I kind of build it into a more you know energetic part of the session. But it's 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 really interesting. It's a really nice way to train as well. And you do, I mean, for golf, like I keep saying it to people, you know, someday if you want to try just doing mobility and activation instead of hitting balls and go to the first tee and just see how it feels you know what i mean you would really be surprised um so yeah look it it, it ticks boxes i think for all demographics and i know a little plug here again my classes are for everyone of all handicaps all abilities you really don't have to be elite or be you know i'm too old for that like i have people on all sides of spectrums doing age spectrums doing the classes because you really can just train at your own pace with a nice benchmark and you're you're kind of self-assessing as you go along as well so um you know, so your original question any any client i see for the first time always will have a mobility screen and i do use the the tpi level one screen to get people going on that because it's really it's a good benchmark i add in some little bits my own stuff to that screening um and I probably don't do nearly all of it, but I get a good idea of where someone is and the, the route we take. You know what I mean? So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's mobility is, is very important. 100%. So we've covered everything, I think. We've covered your, so except for one thing, uh, I, I generally do like a wrap up season uh, to cover Christmas and New Year's, but we'll do yours now. Uh, we've covered most of it, but uh Give your year uh, golf and life a score out of out of five, like five star hotel system. Um, my golf and life. Ah, my uh, like a personal review. Like my golf is is kind of. I think everyone's golf constantly evolves, but I think when you're when you're more aware that you're, you know you're working towards things. I mean, I make no. Uh, no secret. I'm trying to make the Walker Cup team next year. I believe in making those things public. A lot of guys won't do that, but you know, what are the likelihood of a guy with uh, married with two small kids involved in a couple of businesses, uh, up the walls, poor time manager, um, making a Walker Cup? Very unlikely. But I'm going to give it everything I have, and I think I'd be really a good part of that team. That's my own assessment. Sure, who who wouldn't say that? So. You know, like my golf is good. My swing is really good. Physically, I feel good. Um, time management for me is is my biggest thing. So I, I would give myself a poor enough, uh, decent score there. And that, it could be an awful lot better. Yeah, there you go. And I have... I, again, you have that, I, do you? No, you have that I've, book? I've, no. I'm, I'm holding up, make time for everybody that's listening. I'll have three things in the links on, on, on this podcast will be uh, the Golf Strong uh, iOS app link, the Golf Strong Android app link, and a link to make time. How to focus on what mm. matters every day, which is from two founders of Google. And that's not a big book. You go, you can go to like this bit, and there's like an idea for saving time. So it's really, really good. And yeah. I generally, like my, I generally my, uh, give to book sometimes. I generally give to make time. No, it's a good, it's Christmas. such a, again, there's, there's another podcast on that topic. Like it's such a, it's such a hard, especially the busier you get and the more driven you are, I suppose another thing pops up and I have a list now written out. I write out a list every morning and I try and get through stuff I need to do. Sure, I haven't even touched the surface like, but I 
I have made time tomorrow to get through it because I play it all evening now and that's fine. Um, back to your question, Padraig, my score, golf score, yeah, three-ish, four, happy enough, really happy where my swing is heading. Um, yeah, so I suppose that's a good enough starting point for next season. No, deadly. The next question generally is what are your... I have to achieve next year, but you've that one answered already. Um, <laughs> the Gary Volson home of Walker Cup V2.0. Why, why not? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? Absolute back no, yourself. Yeah, yeah Absolute. I know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, my plan is to give it everything I can next year and, and to try and give myself the best chance because I would regret it if I didn't. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm just trying to keep myself moving and practicing a bit and you know as much as you can in Ireland over the winter and kind of go from there then you know I just googling where it's on it'd be a savage one to make wouldn't it oh sure the 150th Walker in, Cup in St Andrews in, next September yeah it's on in St Andrews 49th Walker yeah. Cup will be staged at the old course in St Andrews so what one what I want to make absolutely we'll be back 49th yeah I know where I was getting I was yeah. getting mixed up with the open yeah but even look like, what it it doesn't matter what number it is, the, the, the venue alone would be superb to be part of that, you know. Ah, deadly. Peter Keith, golf strong. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. See you soon. Always a good chat with Mr. Golf Strong, Peter O'Keefe. We must grab a game. We must sort that out and grab a game, Mr. O'Keefe. So whether it's in Douglas or LA Hinch or somewhere, um, I'll take 14 shots only, seven aside. Thank you. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that chat uh, I know I did it's always insightful speaking to Peter his new app is class by the way I have it paid for the year it's on Google Play you can get it on Android or iPhone I'll have the link to the app in the show notes below but you can just search GovStrong app in Google or GovStrong in your respective app store uh, whether you're Android or iOS or Apple yeah that's the one um, it's class. So, like, if you want like a 15 minute mobility thing or a full on workout with just bands, was actually launched there the weekend. Very, very useful for me because, like, I don't have a gym at home, but I have enough space in this little studio place out the back or even in the sitting room or in the back part of the patio. I can get that band workout in. So, thank you, Peter, for continuing to give us all mobility gems. So, yeah, that's this week. Next week, next Monday, Humar. Humair Coaching. So if you are a coach, absolutely listen. If you're a club fitter, absolutely listen. If you are looking for a coach, absolutely listen. If you currently have a coach, absolutely listen to next Monday's session. Uh, he really does lay the benchmark in terms of uh, what you should expect from a coach and also how coaches should maybe expect from their students, their clients. So I actually loved speaking with you. And, uh, yeah, I'm still really, really thinking about doing my PGA. So the minute that can become, like, part-time, that I can do it in the evenings, I'm all over that to do my PGA. But anyway, um, that's enough from me this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll all get back on the fairways. It's the third week of January. Stuff has been frozen here in Ireland. But I think most people and places are defrosted this week. Um, that's enough out of me. See you next week with Hugh Maher. Until we tee up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>